Hello everyone, I'm your host Toko and this is my podcast the verse for that. Welcome, welcome back. I'm so glad you're here to listen. And as you can tell by the title of this, we're going to be talking about whether music is good or bad for us Christians. And I think I kind of touched on music or the music industry at large. And it really prompted me to speak on whether music is good for us as Christians or whether or not we should be listening to music. So if you're really interested in that and kind of have been, I guess, confused or kind of swept to one side or kind of jumping between both sides, between between whether music is good or bad, hopefully this will give some sort of clarity and just kind of steer clear of confusion because I think the portion of scripture that I'm going to to be reading from might just provide some sort of insight as to why people might not suggest that you listen to music or they wouldn't support the idea of listening to secular music and I should say that like secular music and not just music because, you know, music can be an instrument of worshiping God. We have worship music. We have um, music that is just glorifying God and everything that does not do that, that, that does not involve God and worshiping God specifically is secular music, just to put it in layman's terms. So we have worship music and we also have music that does not worship God, which is just secular music. And I'm going to be talking about secular music. And I think for me personally, I kind of stopped listening to secular music for my own self. And I really did debate in my head and with God on whether or not I should listen, keep listening, stop listening. And I just wanted to help someone who might be on that same journey as a Christian or anyone who's listening and kind of wanting to see whether or not it's helpful to them so just jumping right into it i'm going to be reading from ecclesiastes 11 and 12 and i chose this portion of scripture because the context of this book is very interesting i read it like at least once a year and i think it just sheds light on like human nature and our desire to satisfy all our desires basically live in a i can do whatever i want yolo the world is at my fingertips type of mindset that, you know, if you want the world for yourself, you have to go get it. You know, what you, whatever you want out there is yours to get, you know, that kind, that kind of mindset of just living in abundance, not in a, not always in a necessarily positive light, but yeah. And the, the teacher i was gonna say the writer the teacher allegedly solomon that's people that's that's who the scholars um suggest who wrote the book but it's not explicitly said but because of the things in the context of what he talks about in the book where he's like oh i led a very i had wisdom i had wealth I had all these other things all these things that indicate and point to solomon kind of led them to think oh this is solomon writing here and i say that because solomon was living every man's dream. If you don't know, he was the richest king to ever live, historically speaking. Like, you can Google that right now. King Solomon was the richest king to ever live. And he's also the wisest. And biblically speaking, he was, like, he was, um, if I'm remembering correctly, he was David's son. And 
if I'm remembering correctly, as again, he was the son that came from the affair with Bathsheba, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. And he, um, obviously, the circumstances around his circumstances, circumstances around his birth, I beg your pardon, were very unfortunate. And he, years later, when he was preparing to become king, he asked God for wisdom. And God was very impressed. He was like, you know, other people would ask for money and you ask for wisdom. I'm going to give you wisdom and wealth. So hence why he wrote about the unfortunate sides of relying on those things for measures of what a good life leads and what a good life good life means to people and i say this to say that when we are thinking about whether or not music is secular music is good for us i feel like sometimes we can kind of have that same mindset of wanting to live in abundance and not wanting to live in a life of fully obeying god this is just a this is just like a take i'm not saying that if you listen to secular music you're going to hell type of thing but i'm just saying that like when people out there may suggest that hey this is not good for you some of us might get offended like hey i can do whatever i want you know i'm a christian so this is not gonna harm me and i bring up solomon because he had everything that we could have dreamt of including you know, if he was here today, he may have been listening to music that we're listening to. And yet all those things, he says, everything in life is meaningless. He literally opens the book like that. Alleged Solomon. I'm not confirming that he is. But I'm going to say Solomon just for the sake of, you know, not messing up my words. And I think the reason why I point back to it was like, okay, why did he think about this? Why did he come to this conclusion? And I always grapple with it every single time I read it and I wanted to apply it in this context because I think sometimes we don't realize how meaningless the things that to be put on a pedestal is like how how meaningless those things are like how meaningless the prized things or the things that are very close to our hearts outside of God are like and jumping into the scriptures and getting into what Solomon was saying, I kind of wanted to pull from these portions of scripture, the last two chapters of this book, and just kind of give advice to young people, because I feel like my podcast is kind of catered, catered to young people, and I feel like a lot of young people are listening to music, and secular music at that, and I feel like secular music has a chokehold on us, like a deep, deep chokehold. And it's not to say that older people don't struggle with secular music and stuff like that. But I do feel like nowadays with like the a wide variety of music and the sheer openness that people do have in terms of expressing their desires or just allegiance to very dark things... I think people are struggling with it because they've openly accepted it. Whereas back in the day, some things were underground. We didn't, you wouldn't hear of certain people's music unless you actively sought them out. Like we, we can stumble upon a good artist and a good genre of music, like how I did with K-pop, just by going on our FYP and saying, oh, what's the sound? What is this new gene sound? And then boom, you're a K-pop stan. Like, or what is this like heavy metal music? And boom, you're into heavy metal. Back in the day, like when with our parents and people back in the day, there was nothing like that. They had mixtapes, they had CDs, they had to rely on like 
music videos on TV or on radio stations to just hear a different genre of music. And that was like, oh, this radio station is going to play different type of music. And imagine like changing channels just to hear something different. Like that is so foreign to us now when we can literally explore different types of music, even on our Spotify, like homepage, like you can just go on one of the random Spotify curated playlists and find a different type of genre of music and then boom you're into that already and so because of that abundance and that type of like larger than life living that we have I wanted to compare it to Solomon and kind of see what Solomon had to say so yeah jumping into chapter 11 verse 7 to 10 and it's titled advice for young and old I'll start in verse 9 actually because this is actually targeted towards young people it says young people it is wonderful to be young enjoy every minute of it do everything you want to do take it all in but remember you must give an account to god for everything you do so refuse to worry and keep your body healthy but remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless and i find it interesting because it kind of mixes this like very like profound advice and then ends with the, ends with, with this like very practical advice like yeah keep your body healthy and then ends it again by saying you know remember that you with the whole life before you is meaningless very like like mysterious type of advice like it wouldn't be like very straightforward advice and it's very much so to each their own like whatever you pull from it you get but I wanted to kind of like ground it to this topic of secular music because you know He's saying it's wonderful to be young, like us being young. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it into it in the next chapter of what Solomon says, but being young is a blessing. Like genuinely, we can do a lot of things, especially when you're a teenager going into adulthood. It's like you can, you're an adult, but you're not necessarily feeling the consequences of adulthood as of yet. Like you're not agonizing in pain. Like I mean, maybe if you have back pain, like me, you know, shout out, but. I think just being at the cusp of coming out of being under the guardian and support of somebody else and being heavily dependent on someone and coming out of that and then being on the cusp of being fully independent is very, very interesting. And I think that classifies us as young. And when we are listening to music and we're, you know, being young people as we should, I think we should, you know, enjoy the music that we listen to and take it all in, do what we want to do. But remember that we must give an account for, to God for everything that we do. And I don't necessarily see this as a threat. I'm seeing it more like, hey, be careful because you're going to have to tell God and explain what you did to him. And it's just more so like a a warning, you know, like don't go too crazy. And I think that's the reason why, there's not really a definite answer as to whether or not secular music is is good for you or bad for you. Like, I can say that I've definitely felt the bad effects of it. Like, I've been not being able to hear from God because of my choice of music. Because if I'm putting something in my head, forcing myself to entertain myself through my ear gate and mind gate, then... That sounds very spiritual. Like those terms are very like, you know, spiritual. But basically, like if I'm just putting stuff into my system and my and I'm listening to things that don't glorify God instead of listening to the word of God and things that are of God, then it would be very 
it, it would actually just drown out the voice of God. And that, that's what happened to me personally. But for other people, that just might be a form of enjoying life, you know, listening to music and being a music enthusiast. Maybe they listen to music on the way home, whatever the case is. But I think both sides are still valid. And if you don't personally get convicted when you listen to music, and I'm talking about genuinely you don't get convicted to listen to secular music, then good for you. You have you're very, you've got a very strong spirit, man. However, we should still be mindful of the music that we're listening to because those can still be portals for demonic activity to come for you. Like, I'm not even trying to scare anyone. Like, I'm being so serious. Like, if you're listening to these very demonic artists that push demonic agendas, if you know, you know, like, genuinely, at least reconsider what your stance on that because even if you're just listening to it to enjoy yourself, look at the symbolism and the the lyrics, the beats, the the people that are working on the music. Like, look at that and see for yourself. They're just like... I feel like, like I mentioned in my Tuesday episode, like it's so obvious that nowadays when people have allegiance to the enemy, like they will promote it. They will show their worship through their music because they have to. It's like, it's kind of like a brand deal. Like I'm not an influencer by any means, but I kind of understand what that, what a brand deal is. Like you're going to be the face of a big organization. Just like as, as Christians, we are kind of like image, we're image bearers of Christ. The, the person that we do not meet and we follow Christ, we're image bearers of him. And the same thing happens in the, in the dark kingdom. People are image bearers of the enemy and they may not be spreading the gospel or, you know, evangelizing to people, but evangelizing to people the way we do as Christians, but they're spreading their own, their own agenda do through other means. And not to be like corny, cannot corny, um, like, cliche christian you know person or speaker but the, the devil was literally the angel of music like he would literally he literally outsells and outsings literally any human person like he was created as a, a symbol of worship like he was there to lead worship if i'm not mistaken he was the one who would sing like if you think these famous people can sing the devil can sing and you know, part of that and the whole reason why he he was cast down was because he was prideful, he wanted to be like God. And when we're seeing people saying, yeah, I want to be like God in their music, they are echoing, echoing the same sentiment that caused the devil to fall. And so I think if we put two and two together, if someone is promoting the devil and the devil was the angel of music, wouldn't it make sense for him to have a strong hold in the music industry? Like there's a whole like even when I was into K-pop, like I'm gonna make a whole K-pop in, like um episode, like an updated version of that because I feel like nowadays, like I'm seeing my recent listens, like my most listened to episode is that, so I want to kind of rehash that. But when I was into K-pop, like even there, like you find the most obscene and insane music. Like I remember this one time, like similar to what like this, like what I'm doing now, I would pray and um. I prayed at midnight. That was a time when I started praying at midnight, like for myself. And after I prayed, I had like this very like pe- peaceful, like feeling. Like I don't know if you've experienced it as a Christian, like the peace and just the light that you feel, like the light heartedness that you feel when 
you're done praying and especially like in that in those beginning like days of your faith like it's very new to you so you take note of it and immediately after that because I was lonely as heck like that was my like depression era I was coming out of it so glory to God I'm not suffering with, by, with that I was very much isolated this was happening in COVID like 2020 if you know you know I'm pretty sure everybody knows and so I was like into k-pop and I immediately after praying I went into this certain artist music and immediately after I just felt the room go like like so creepy like it was just like so like dark and tense like the way you feel when you watch like a horror movie is exactly how I felt like what is going on and the music video itself spoke for the for the atmosphere it was like this very dark music video like I'm seeing black wings I'm seeing all the other things I'm like wow this is I didn't realize it now but in hindsight it's like that music and the music video kind of changed the atmosphere of the room and if you if you're not familiar with like what music does and like the, the vibes the frequencies that they that it produces I really really do suggest looking into it I will link people that have kind of blown my mind with it if I can because I've I used to watch like random <laughs> video essays and stuff but like it's so interesting because people will ignore that just for the sake of satisfying their sinful desire. And like I said, if you're listening to music just to enjoy it, that's fine. But you have to still have a well-informed decision when you're listening to music if you're going to decide to listen to music. And so going back to the verse, it says that, you know, we have to give an account to God for everything we do. I and mean, that includes listening to music. So if we are going to have to give an account to God as Christians, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be better to at least limit the music that we listen to? Like, I'm not saying compromise with God. If God is saying, cut it off, clean turkey, cut it off. He knows better than you. Like, when he told me, no more K-pop, I was like, oh, Lord, that's still... And, and now I'm like, Lord, I understand why I'm sorry for trying to compromise with you. But if the Lord is saying, if the Lord hasn't spoke to you like that personally, then I would just say, do what honors God. I believe it's in um, Philippians 2, he says, Paul says, whatever is good, righteous, he goes on to list all these all these attributes that we must think about and do. And that's just like a nice basic way to live life. Like genuinely as Christians, like we should aim to do whatever is good, righteous, honorable, all those things that he lists. And I think that applies here because if the music is not good, according to what God calls as good, righteous, who, which is God, honorable to God. If it's not honoring God, like, I really do say, like, cut it off or at least limit the music that you're listening to. Like, I think people have this chokehold of music because for some people, including myself, some sometimes music can heal and can make us feel safe and make us feel good emotions. Like that's the reason why people listen to worship music is to, to feel good emotions, not as good, righteous and reverent emotions towards God. Not entirely. That's not the entire reason. And music is powerful. Even in the faith, we do need to worship God. And part of worship is also actually singing songs as David did do and modeled out for us. But at the same time, music can be, used to kill, steal, and destroy. If you're listening to music that is 
violent and aggressive and all these other things, you are more likely to be violent and aggressive. If you're listening to music that is promoting a secular lifestyle or a sexual lifestyle, you're more likely to be promiscuous. Like I personally felt that like, or even just like depressive music, I stopped listening to that. Like music that would make me feel comforted in my depression and like my melancholy. I hope I'm saying that word right. That would make me even more depressed or down and it would comfort me because that's what the music is designed to do like it's kind of like going to buy a product and expecting it to work like it's supposed to like it said it would like when you go and buy air freshener it is going to freshen the air it won't just it's not going to start a fire or it's not going to be used to cook you're going to use it to freshen the air so if you're going to look for a specific scent of air freshener like a like a rosy scent of air freshener it's going to smell like roses so different genres of music will produce different atmospheres and different in this case scents so i think being able to walk in walk in precaution and just take caution to the music we're listening to is very important and Use discernment, like the Holy Spirit is there. He, if you're saying, Holy Spirit, I love this music, but please reveal to me what is being said here. What is what are you saying about this music, Holy Spirit? Invite him in, invite him into your music taste. Holy Spirit, what should I cut out of my cut out of my playlist? If he reveals all the song makes you feel like you wanna text your ex and you know, go and fornicate, for example. You should you should consider or you should cut that music off, cut that song off, cut it off because it's going to produce sinful things. Sometimes music can produce sin. It can be what gives birth to death as we kind of covered in the Tuesday episode about James 1. And if music is that powerful, I think we should be taking it more seriously. But yeah, moving on to chapter 12, I kind of wanted to talk about this, especially verse one, which is don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. And I kind of touched on, I kind of, it kind of goes into what I was saying earlier about how it's a blessing to be young. This is the prime of our lives as young people. This is the time when we can, you know, shake things up, do what we need to do, experiment experiment with life without having the burden of middle age. Like the twenty years from now, most of us might have kids, most of us might have aged out of industries that we might have been looking into because that's just how life goes. We have to make way for the next generation. And I really do urge Christians not to Christians not to buy into the mindset of you should just, you know, do whatever in your 20s you're young or whatever these are the most fundamental years of your life as a christian person like these are the most fundamental years of your life especially teen going into adulthood those are the most fundamental years of your life don't bind this yolo you only live once you know no regrets type of mindset like don't take yourself too seriously like what solomon was saying like enjoy life definitely enjoy life but do it within parameters, you know, do it within safe, safe parameters. Because if you go off too hard, sometimes it might have consequences that have very, very lasting effects. And so 
going back to chapter 12, verse 1, where he says, don't let the excitement of youth forget your creator. I think given what I said about YOLO and that mindset, sometimes because of youth, people forget God. And I'm seeing it more in my generation as someone who is 19 years old. I'm seeing it more and more, like, even just, like, with certain artists that people are choosing to continue to platform and stuff like that. It's like, oh, we're young. It doesn't matter. Even if they're promoting this, it doesn't matter. And I use that as as an example to sh- because people don't care because they're young. People don't really care because, you know, even if, you know, certain spirits come along right now, we're still young. We can get over it. I don't, I don't think people are thinking like that. They're just like, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's cool. It's, it's what's in. It's so creative. But they're not thinking ahead. And as Christians, we should constantly be thinking, not just ahead, but eternally. Like, will this, what I'm listening to, have effect on my eternity? If you're listening to this artist that is promoting demonic things, it may influence you to doubt God's existence and doubt not just his existence, but to denounce him because of what is in like i don't know if anybody has felt like the somewhat gaslighting that is happening in like modern day media like where people are so convinced that this is so good that it's like maybe i'm crazy like am i just some crazy person who's not seeing the full image like i don't know if you've seen someone who is convinced something is in a certain way, but they haven't caught the full story. So because of their lack of context, it just looks like they're crazy. And you're looking at them like, I don't know the full story. It feels like I'm that person who doesn't have the full context. Like, if anybody feels like this, please let me know. And I think that's what's happening to Christians. I don't know if I haven't looked into it. I haven't read the Bible in that context before. I think it is like a long lasting thing, like where people in the Bible would be, especially the people that were mentioned, like the the prophets and the people, the men of God, they would live lives that would be in direct contradiction to what the world was believing. And the people of the world would be, would be so convinced that what they're doing is right that I think maybe they might have felt like, hold on, am I crazy? Like, I'm just trying to see how they might have felt and see maybe if that applies to me because this generation is like crazy, 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 like in terms of just being narrow-minded in term in the context of this is good for us. Like this is so fun. What this person is doing is eating. And I'm just sitting there like, this music is demonic. Y'all are not seeing this. And maybe it's just because I have a more informed view from the from like people who have spoken about and I've done my research. I'm not saying by any means I'm some music connoisseur or a exposer of demonic music, but I've done a bit of research by watching like video essays and people doing things to say, oh, okay, for next time I'll know this is not the vibe. And I really do encourage people to go and use the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's discernment that he gives us to discern whether the music is bad. And so I say this all to say that make sure the the music that you're listening to is Holy Spirit approved, you know. And for some of us, we may, we may not, we may not be listening to secular music anymore because it has genuine 
effects on our spirit life and some of us may not so yeah and i wanted to kind of go back to verse 10 in chapter 11 which says um so refuse to worry and keep your your body healthy but remember that youth with the whole life before you is meaningless honor to focus on keeping your body healthy and the body is the temple of the holy spirit and if the music is forcing you to do very inappropriate stuff that involve your body even just not even just like sexually even just like doing very extreme procedures just to fit the beauty standard that this person was rapping about in their song or talking about and glorifying or platforming or even just doing very dangerous you know substances because someone spoke about how it benefited them or they had this crazy trip or whatever the case is those are things that affect your body and if the music is affecting your body it goes in the direct contradiction to what solomon is saying here in chapter 11 verse 10 to keep your body healthy so genuinely there's layers to it and i kind of summed it up because i didn't want to go too deep into it and make it a long long episode especially after after tuesday's episode i feel like that one was so long but i wanted to just kind of say and make some make a few points and take from my personal experiences and just hopefully help someone who is been who has been debating it because I genuinely do see the downside of it. Like, I, that's why I spoke heavily on it. Because I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, people are just crazy. And, you know, it's just, you know, some Christians just, ugh. No, there are genuine downsides of consuming it to the point of not hearing the Holy Spirit clearly. There are genuine downsides of that. And I'm speaking from personal experience that genuinely the Holy Spirit has been quiet if I go back into secular music and feeding to my ego, feeding to my pride and all these other things, feeding to things that just aren't bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He just is quiet, doesn't leave. He's just quiet because I'm definitely choosing, dare I say, certain spirits in this music over him. So yeah, I wanted to just let people know that the music that you listen to might be spiritual but just be careful. And there are tons of like TikToks and videos that cover artists that sound like secular artists. I know it may sound like, oh, this is corny, but genuinely, if you are like, oh, I love this artist and, you know, I just can't let them go. There are Christian versions of that artist. And if the Holy Spirit is asking you to cut it off and stop listening to them, you could ask if that's, if going off and venturing into the, christian version quote-unquote of that artist is for you because i'm not gonna lie some this, is, this might be like a very not controversial but uncomfortable take but some quote-unquote christian artists and even just christian worship bands kind of do fall into the secular category because if they're not talking about god in their music and glorifying god then wouldn't that be the same as somebody who is not a Christian artist, not talking about God or glorifying God. Like I've been thinking about it for a long time. I'm like, oh, this worship band doesn't sing about God in their music. Like most of their music is more so religious music and it just sounds spiritual. And there was a, there was a video that I watched that was so informative on 
at least it opened up my eyes on like the possibilities of what the worship experience is curated to be and they kind of touched about like oh if they're using all these fancy things to evoke goosebumps and all these other things how genuine is their worship and I was like that is so valid and why I'm bringing this up is because sometimes people are using all these you know religious phrases and sayings and all these other things that sound really good and and spiritual but they're not christian like if i listen to some songs and they just and i didn't know it was this particular worship group i'll be like yeah this is just a this is just a religious song it's very motivational it's very uplifting like what's the difference between that and a you know redemption arc music a song like post breakup redemption arc song or album so yeah, I think just be careful. I know that take is very uncomfortable, but genuinely just be careful with the people that you're listening to, including worship bands. Like one thing that my family and I do when we're listening to music, like on the TV and stuff, like when we're about to pray, we see who the band is because, you know, some bands have genuinely had some demonic allegations and also most of the time, the music that we listen to as a family is music, music that we've all individually listened to. And we'd be like, mm, this music, this song does not mention God. It does not make sense. Jesus Christ of Nazareth has no ties to the Bible at all. Skip. Because that level of lukewarmness or just religi- like a religious, like a religious spirit, like, like it's just one, one, one spiritual, like one, like how do I put this? Like how the modern day agenda is like oh one world order like and in the terms of religion like that's a kind of spirit and the kind of agenda that is being pushed in some music i believe at least so be careful even in the christian space be careful the holy spirit is there for discernment and i conscious enough even as i'm talking about all these other reasons why you should listen to secular music why you can i think i stressed more on why you shouldn't or why it's not good genuinely have a conversation with the holy spirit pray about it and consult the word genuinely so thank you so much for listening i hope you have a great day i love you and most importantly the lord loves you bye as you may or may not know christians are being persecuted in other countries on a daily basis so i believe it's up to us christians fellow believers in christ to support them either financially or spiritually so would you please 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 click the link in my bio under persecuted christians support them financially and join me in prayer either five minutes two minutes a day just to pray for them and pray for their strength and their courage to continue worshiping god and to continue following jesus thank you